are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer, Miller Thomas. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos. And my graphic design. For today's show, we got an interesting guest on today. Scott Cullen of Locked On Fantasy MLB is on today's podcast. And we're just going to be talking about Diamondbacks, their players, their fantasy season. So it's going to be a fun podcast. It's going to be an interesting podcast. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com because BuiltBar.com is back and more improved than ever before. Just go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. At BillBar.com, promo code LOCKDOWN, 20% off your next order. All right, let's get right into it between Scott Cullen and I of Lockdown Fantasy MOB. Let's see. All right, we got Scott Cullen of Lockdown Fantasy MOB on the podcast today. Scott, say hello to the people. Hello, people. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk some fantasy baseball. Yeah, we're talking fantasy baseball today with Scott, and we know how bad the Diamondbacks' offense was this season, so I can only imagine how bad they were in fantasy. So, Scott, tell me who the biggest Diamondbacks' disappointment was based off ADP this season. Was it Ketel Marte? Was it Eduardo Escobar? Who was the biggest disappointment on the Diamondbacks' (laughs) team based off ADP? Those two are running neck and neck because, frankly, the if you look through the lineup, there you wouldn't come into the the season thinking there are a bunch of guys in the Diamondbacks who are going to have great years. There, there are a number of guys who are kind of middle middle range who who might do okay, but Marte and Escobar were the two guys who you really, you know, could place some expectations on. Um, and you know, like Mar- Marte had a, a fantastic season in 2019. And he had second base eligibility, a position where there, there aren't a whole lot of great bats. So it really looked like, you know, he was going to be a, an impact player for fantasy. And it just wasn't. I mean, his home run power disappeared, right? He only hit two home runs this season. Uh, and, you know, went from hitting 329 down to 287. Uh, and, you know, he just, he didn't produce anywhere across the board. And, and you know, when you're of his age um, and, into coming off a, a monster season, the expectation isn't that you're suddenly going to fall flat. Like maybe you don't meet your career season, but you don't usually just collapse altogether. And that's kind of what happened with Marte this year. And in the case of Escobar, he's also coming off a career year in 2019. We hit 35 home runs, had 118 RBIs. Like there's reason for you to be 
you know, positive about him coming into the 2020 season. And it just didn't happen this year. He hit 212. He only hit four home runs. And, and, and like Marte, like the other numbers just aren't there. He, he scored 22 runs, had 20 RBIs. Like there's nothing there to make you think that, you know, he was a valuable fantasy commodity in any way. And, and when they're, these are the guys who are at kind of the top of the expectations. Uh, you can understand how things kind of went south for the Diamondbacks because, you know, when these guys who you, you put real expectations on going into the season, they don't produce. Well, like, where do you make that up? It's, it's almost impossible. So by the end of the season, do you think there's only one Diamondbacks player that was even worthy of a roster spot in fantasy? Like outside of Zach Allen, who do you even think was worthy of a roster spot by the end of the fantasy season? Yeah, I, I, I can make a, you know, a corner infield argument for Christian Walker in a deep league <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, like Zach Gallon is the one guy who you could say, all right, look, he's legit. He, he actually took a, a bit of a step forward from what was already a really good rookie season. Uh, so you can look at Zach Gallon and, and think, all right, there's a real reliable starting pitcher. You know, 2.75 ERA, 1.11 whip more than 10 strikeouts per nine innings. Like that's a guy you, you can happily put on your roster, but basically, yes, he's the one that you could really safely say uh, belongs on, on a fantasy roster. And, and any, anyone else is sort of, you know, nibbling around the edges. Um, you know, I, I think Cole Calhoun, uh, you know, you, if, if you're willing to sacrifice batting average for power, okay, maybe you can, you can make a room yeah. for that, but, but it, it you know, you're, you're really making trade-offs. Uh, to take in some of these guys. And, and then, I mean, uh, it, and I think, you know, the, the one, and, and this is probably sort of a sad state of, of what happened with Di the Diamondbacks this year is the one guy who was really on his way to having a real positive season uh, ends up on uh, the disabled list, right? Uh, Merrill Kelly. Oh yeah. Only had five starts, but was great in five starts. And, you know, and people in fantasy, you know, probably didn't draft him, but they were racing to the waiver wire to get him, And then, you know, he's out for the season and you're like, well, and just in case you thought something good was going to happen this year. No, it, it will not. Yeah. Because entering the season, I, I ran off Merrill Kelly. I mean, I thought he was yeah. going to be the sixth starter on this rotation. Like he was a, a sophomore pitcher, but he was already 31 years old. So it was only yep. a second season in baseball, but he was already in his thirties. So he just didn't seem like a guy who's going to have that kind of breakout of a season. And he was easily the, the D backs number two starter. I mean, when he was healthy, you he could have made the case it was better than Zach Gallen. Like they were that close together. So based off the season, yeah. Merrill Kelly was definitely a huge surprise, but I think we have to give it to Zach Gallen for the biggest surprise oh, on the sure. dying back season. So I just want to know how much of a steal was Zach Gallen, you know, in fantasy based off ADP. Like I, I'm assuming people didn't draft him to be this kind of stud. So I, was he a guy that was changing uh, playoff rosters, changing playoff races based off where he was taken in the draft? Well, I think if you ended up getting Zach Gallon, you definitely netted positive value. Uh, I don't know that alone he he would you know swing your fantasy season uh, in part too because as as well as Gallon pitched, he also won three games, and you know that that's a function of you know not having a whole lot of support around you, and and that's one of the things about fantasy that you know when they count pitcher wins still as a you know one of the categories in in most leagues and. You know, sometimes your team just isn't good enough to, to help you out in that regard. And, and so Gallon, you know, ends up with three wins, so it doesn't give him as much sort of fantasy impact as uh, as really he deserved, right? If you look at the rest of his numbers, you would say he deserved better than that. And uh, But if, if you were somebody who drafted Zach Gallon and you probably didn't have to do it early, you, you 
get them in, you know, mid to later rounds. Uh, and you, you would have definitely uh, paid off that, you know, certainly in comparison to everyone else, like Madison Bumgarner and Luke Weaver and uh, starters who you might've also invested in, uh, you know, and they fell completely flat. So, you know, the, the striking difference between Gallon uh, and other Diamondbacks pitchers is uh, it's dramatic. Yeah, that was me, Scott. I was the guy taking Madison Bumgarner in my draft. Yeah. I took Robbie Ray. I had Escobar on my team. I had Carson Kelly. I had all the biggest disappointments on the Diamondbacks <laughs> team. And it was just like, I could have taken Zach Allen, didn't get him. I could have taken maybe a Christian Walker. I just decided to go with the worst of the worst on the Diamondbacks. But yeah, pitcher wins was definitely a stat in fantasy that was just so fluky. Like at one point, like a couple of weeks into the season, we just told like our commissioner, hey, can we just take pitcher wins out of it? Like we're being being shelled over here when our pitchers are having good starts yeah. because they're taking the L. Guys like Zach Gallon, Luis Castillo were pitching really good seasons, but they didn't have the amount of wins that you would have liked. So thankfully we got our commissioner to, to take that stat out of fantasy. Scott and I will continue that conversation, but first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back and more improved than ever before. They have even more delicious flavors than before because they have 18 amazing flavors, but they have six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now, the reason why I love Built Bars is because they're healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy like me because they help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And it fools me because I think I'm eating a candy bar, but I'm actually eating a protein bar. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. You can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to that conversation between Scott and I. But which of these players do you trust most to have a bounce back next season? Do you trust Ketel Marte the most? Because we've seen that MVP kind of season out of him. You know, Madison Bumgarner has the pedigree, finished the year with a couple of decent starts. So which Diamondbacks player do you think has the greatest potential for a bounce back in 2021? I think I have to look at Marte. Um because his previous seasons leading up to this were, were really good and um, kind of high end, the highest end uh, in terms of uh, production compared to the other guys on the Diamondbacks. And so I, I think, and, and now, you know, this is the, the faint silver lining to, to them having disappointing seasons is that you can probably get some value on Marte and Escobar uh, for next year's drafts because, you know, they're coming off really disappointing seasons that's going to knock their value down. And, and so there's a chance that, you know, if, if either one of them rebounds, that you're looking at a, at a real positive um, net value in terms of fantasy, in terms of what you have to invest uh, either in, in draft or auction and what you get from them uh, next season. Because this is one of the things too, is we're coming off such a, a short season, right? A 60 game season where you don't want to overreact to either the positive or negative in, in such 
you know, if, if a guy had a, a couple of bad months, but then played pretty well for the, for the next four months in a typical season, you, you would, you know, you wouldn't overreact to those first couple of months. Uh, and, and I think we're going to have to be sort of cautious about that moving forward because we're coming off, you know, a, a really short season in, in unprecedented times that, you know, we're just not used to calculating, well, he's, he's played 60 games and he played them poorly. Does that mean, you know, Kettle Marte is now done or Eduardo Escobar is done? I, I'm presuming in both cases, no, they're, they're probably going to uh, bounce back next season and, and likely give you some good value because um, because of their production this year, they're just not going to go as early. Yeah, I think the showing game season is a great point because we've seen guys like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt's a guy who always seems mm-hmm. to start slow, you know, those first couple months. And, yeah. you know, if you put him in uh, this year, he actually, you know, started pretty quickly, but most years he seems to start slow. So a shortened season for fantasy, it would have seemed like he could have been, you know, a pretty negative value most seasons if, you know, if it was yeah. only a 50 or 60 game season, but, you know, he usually gets over that. And by the end of the season, he usually has pretty great fantasy numbers. And so that, that you know, I, I do take that into account with some of these players, you know, maybe Ketel Marte, maybe Eduardo Escobar could have gone hot by the end of the season and really had a fantasy relevant season. But Escobar coming into the year, he looked a little bit out of shape. He didn't seem, uh, some <laughs> of his numbers were already concerning last year. Some of Some people didn't like his advanced metrics. They thought he was a little bit lucky last season. So we'll see next year. Escobar definitely had to, you know, get it together if he wants to stay on this team for the long haul. I'm still all in on Ketel Marte. I'm not writing that guy off. I think he's just way too talented to, to, you know, have another season like this. I think if it was definitely a full season, it would have been a lot better. But, Scott, let me ask you this. How high does Zach Allen go in next year's draft? Is he a top five pitcher taken off the board next season? I'm going to guess you can get him later than that because, and this is, uh, again, the, the bias of fantasy, is that people are going to look and say, oh, he only won three games. You don't know how good the Diamondbacks are going to be. And, and, and so you worry about, you know, whether he's going to get enough wins to sort of support his other numbers. Now, on, in terms of just quality of pitcher, he probably is in that, you know, top five, top 10 range. And so I think it, you know, if you're looking at Zach Gallon as uh, kind of a, a mid-range number one to a high-end number two as you're uh, on your fantasy team, I think that that's probably where he uh, will fit and, and probably gives you good value in that spot. Um, you know, right now what we've seen out of him in, in his early major league career has been a lot of success. You know, maybe not team success, but if you look at the numbers through his first two seasons, um, you know, pretty good indication that he that he's uh, up to the task of pitching in the major leagues and pitching at a, at a really high level. So I, yeah, I'd I'd be pretty excited about um, you know if you have Gallon say in a dynasty league or if you're you know looking to draft next season, you're, you're probably going to want to take him um, relatively early. But I think you might be able to get him, you know, maybe a touch later because I think there's you know some skepticism about whether he's going to win enough games yeah and I like to give myself props whenever I can on the podcast (laughs) yeah obviously (laughs) because I was all in on Zach Allen entering the year I definitely thought he had the potential of a number two and even blew away my expectations honestly Mm -hmm. I mean he had that streak of most consecutive starts to begin your career with three earned runs or fewer I mean that that was insane and honestly when I was looking at his numbers this year, it wasn't until like his eighth or ninth start where he gave up more than two earned runs. So it wasn't even just three earned runs. He didn't give up. He didn't have a start where he gave up more than two earned runs until like his ninth start of the season. So he was just completely dominant. So if I see Zach Allen next season in the second or third round, you best believe I'm picking Zach Allen. <laughs> I'm not going to think twice about it. 
That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to Scott for coming on today. And be on the lookout for part two tomorrow. And as always, everyone stay safe and stay healthy out there. And don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off your next order. Peace!